We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Welcome to episode two of our mini-series, breaking down the top five quarterbacks of the 2023 NFL Draft class. And Landon, I mean, this is a guy here. You and I were on the hype train for this guy before a bunch of other people were. Um, And I definitely know I was. I don't know when you kind of hopped on the like hype train of CJ Stroud. Maybe you could give me a moment when you just kind of sat back and were like, okay, this guy is the real deal. Um, I mean, really like it goes all the way back into last year. I mean, you watch what he did last season and you know, he's just been consistently playing great football. And, you know, to me going into this year, there were two very clear cut quarterbacks that can be drafted at the top of this draft. And one of them, of course, was Bryce Young, which we've done his videos. The other one was C.J. Stroud. I think it was, you know, 1A, 1B with those guys. And, you know, to me, outside of a couple other guys just showcasing some, you know, elite ability, you know, in some areas that I think the NFL is trending to, these are still two of the top guys that you could get in at the top of this draft class. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you guys haven't seen the first episode where we broke down Bryce Young film and tendencies, be sure to go check that one out as we continue into this series. So CJ Stroud, the quarterback out of Ohio State, 6'3", 212 pounds, uh, definitely a very intriguing name. But Landon, I think And there probably will be a few people who will watch this video and will probably still have this opinion. You and I have seen it several times over, and I know you just tweeted about it the other day. You said, uh, the one sport argument I absolutely hate when I'm talking about uh, players is people who say players from this school should not get drafted at this position because of this. Now, there are a lot of people that before the C.J. Stroud-Georgia game, which, by the way, we have more of that film, so don't worry. There will be a few plays brought up in that. Uh, before that game, there were a ton of people that were saying the same exact thing. We're saying this is a, a quarterback from Ohio State. They've never worked out in the NFL. It's not going to work out here now. It's just not worth the risk. 
Why is it that you disagree with that kind of statement? Well, one, it's, you know, it goes back to the way that I've learned how to scout the game. And one of the really things that I learned early on that was taught to me whenever we're looking at these players is you scout the player, not the program. And that's something that I've held very near to me whenever I go into these evaluations, because regardless, you know, there is some truth like, hey, some of these guys might, you know, their situations might be a little bit easier than some of the other guys. You know, they might have better offensive lines, better weapons, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you still have to be able to go out there and execute and make throws. And one of the things that I've noticed with CJ Stroud, which is what we'll get into here, is it doesn't matter who his wide receivers are. There's a difference between throwing to open guys and throwing guys open. And his ball placement, his accuracy, stuff we'll talk about here in a second, to me, just it pops off the film. And he's one of the best quarterbacks, you know, really over the last few years that has that type of stuff. So even though, yeah, he was throwing to, you know, three or four, you know, five star wide receivers, you know, multiple first round picks, the ball location on some of these passes, it doesn't matter you know, how great those receivers are, you know, it's still a phenomenal throw, you know, so you scout the player as an individual, you don't scout the situation surrounding him, um, as opposed to like, you know, whereas you have some guys that are in bad situations, and they're not able to showcase that ability, when guys are in good situations, and you can, you know, they can showcase that ability, you believe it, because you see it on the film. And that's really what it comes down to. The film is the film. That's all it is. So, what you can do is say, hey, he was in a good situation. Did he perform how he was supposed to perform? I think the answer is a resounding yes. Yeah, I mean, I've always, I've really hated that argument because, again, that's just saying every, it's basically insinuating that every single quarterback that has come through Ohio State has had the same situation, same background, same program, same style, same players, all this stuff. So it's just not the truth. Every- yeah, and I'll say this too for like Ryan Day, for example. Like, you know, Ryan Day throws a lot more NFL style concepts into his play calling than, you know, Urban Meyer did. Yeah. So whenever you go back and look at some of the Urban Meyer stuff and you're saying like, oh, well, this quarterback had it easy. CJ Stroud's handling a lot more NFL style concepts than, you know, guys like JT Barrett or, you know, I, I don't know all the Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins. That's the other name that yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah. I mean, the, there's a lot more NFL style con, you know, calls and, you know, situations that Stroud deals with that those guys didn't necessarily deal with. And really, too, you can't judge a quarterback off of his school because think of how many great quarterbacks Tennessee has had. Peyton Manning. Who else? Yeah, LSU is another one. LSU had Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. Joe Burrow comes in. Would you, are you not drafting Joe Burrow because Jamarcus Russell was yeah, a bust? Marcus no. Russell, biggest bust of all time for quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and so um, I, I think even going back to – you know, like I said, you can go back to the late 90s. You can go back all throughout history. You know, USC is another team. You know, think, you know, Sam Darnold, Matt Liner. Think of how many quarterbacks that haven't, you know, worked out in the league. Are you not drafting Caleb Williams next year because he plays at USC? Yeah. No. I mean, like, that's not, yeah, that's not a thing. So you evaluate each individual prospect as an individual. You don't, you know, scout them with all these other guys in mind because they're, they're two completely different people. Yeah, and it's always like 
again, I think we we're talking about, we talked about this in the Bryce Young episode, making something out of nothing, right? Like it's kind of the same thing with uh, the CJ Stroud right now, right? They're trying to take any aspect of this film and break it down as though it's not really him. It's the receivers or it's, um, you know, the way he interviews, he sounds arrogant. Like to some people that may be true to other people. It just may not sound that way. Yeah, see, I haven't even heard that one. That's, that's, he's I never come off as arrogant to me. Show, I think, I think it was when he was interviewing with Pat McAfee and he went on there and like people were again, just taking sound bites and they were saying like, this makes him sound arrogant when in totality it sounds a lot different, but it's the same thing they did with Justin Fields. Right. Remember when they said Justin Fields, like a, is he really dedicated to playing? Is he actually going to be capable of playing football when is he actually smart? I think that was the, the knock, right? Like the imaginary knock on Justin Fields is that he's really not actually that smart of a football player when they actually did test results and actually showed that he was the, the smartest quarterback by a long shot in that draft class. So Again, it's creating the false narratives that everyone likes to talk about, but the best anticipation you can have is the film, and that's the best way to see a look at it. So the first clip that we're going to show, Landon again brought out the film for C.J. Stroud, some good and some bad. This first one, an amazing touch throw, and this one was against a route against Indiana. Uh, It was not necessarily the greatest of weather games, Landon, I think it was cold and it was rainy on this day uh, earlier in the day. So it wasn't the best of conditions, but CJ Stroud just had no problem dicing up this Indiana defense. And you see just this beautiful throw. What do you see on this play? Yeah, well, really, I mean, it's it's everything we just talked about was, you know, the the accuracy, the touch, the ability to, you know, throw to a spot as opposed to throwing to an open guy. So he threw where that guy was going to be in between the coverage. I mean, like that's, I'm not going to say it's like tight, tight coverage, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's That's pretty close. Pretty pretty close. (laughs) That's pretty close. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, um, it's just something that he does, I think better than any quarterback in this class from the pocket is the ability to layer these touch throws over linebackers and before, you know, in between safeties and, you know, it's to me, this throw is just absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, in the NFL, is he probably going to get his wide receiver killed? This would probably be so. This is what, yeah, this is, this is some stuff that we saw from Peyton Manning pretty frequently, you know, whenever he quarterbacked the Colts is this type of throw right here where I, I, we, me and my friend used to call them hospital balls um, (laughs) because because you're sitting here, you're sending your wide receiver on a stretcher, uh, you know, after he makes this catch. But, and yeah, phenomenal concentration from the wide receiver here. Um, and, it, you know, kudos to him making the catch, but just this throw, the touch, the accuracy, the ability to anticipate the spot where the defenders are going to be. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal throw. Triple coverage. I mean, again, that's just. Yeah, you got three guys there. Yeah, actually four if that other safety comes over early enough. I mean, again, he's got half the freaking defense or surrounded around that ball. But again, like you said, that ability to touch, throw that, get it into a spot. And that's one of those things that I absolutely love about CJ Stroud and his ability. And I 
I was rewatching these and I'm just thinking to myself, I could just describe so many other throws to you because I watched every game. I've watched every snap. Uh, so I know a lot of these throws and I'm, you know, just thinking of it, you know, trying to show people that, you know, there's throws that he makes that are just incredible that I could just play off the top of my head. But we got another play here. This one against Michigan. I think this one was from, uh, I'm not mistaken. 2021. 2021, right? Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was. So this, you know, this isn't really a highlight play or anything like that if you're looking for the big play and the fun stuff. But to me, what this shows is a little bit more stuff that translates to the league. Kind of similar to what we did in the Bryce Young uh, uniform. So, um, or not uniform, the video. So, once again, love teams that have a little stripe down their helmet. You can kind of see where that quarterback is processing. And at the beginning of the play here, you actually see him, you know, call if you can go to the very beginning. Yeah. I think it's kind of um, a little bit before. You can see him kind of call, make a check at the line of scrimmage, point out the, you know, point out the um, blitz here with the defenders and, you know, where they're going to be at and stuff like that. And they actually didn't even end up blitzing. So, you know, he, he knew what his protections were. He knew where to go with the ball. And you see him take that snap. He immediately looks for his first read there in the middle of the field, whips his head around, and immediately goes into his second. So this is very quick, you know, processing here. And this is the type of stuff you're going to have to have, you know. And you can see the violent nature of the way he moves his feet. So boom, boom, yeah. ball is there. And, you know, it's a little high of a throw. You know, his receiver had to jump a little bit to get it. But, you know, to me what I'm looking at here, like I said, is is he able to, you know, diagnose the defense at the line of scrimmage? Is he able to make checks at the line of scrimmage? Is he able to point out, you know, defenders and, you know, Mike linebackers and get everybody into the correct position? And then after the snap, are you able to go through your progressions at a high level and, you know, get through those quickly and make the correct read and make the correct throw? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of uh, a throw that's very similar to that first play that we saw with your Bryce Young film, where he was looking in one direction. Like you said, he calls the defense, he sees it, he knows who's getting matched up on who. And obviously, he's seeing this middle route, uh, he's looking at it. Yes, yes. so he's working inside out. Yeah, he's working inside out here. And you see him immediately go to his first read, which is that tight end there. He sees that guy's not open. He immediately, you know, jerks his feet, gets his foot or feet, you know, into the right position there. And a little bit with the footwork, something you do notice a little bit in his film is he is a little toesy. So you can see how that, you know, he's on his feet a lot or on his toes a lot. That, that, you know, anchor foot is not in the ground. And that's an area to me he has to improve on to get the full, you know, I guess arm strength, you know, because yeah. you know, you're not able to rotate that hip. You're not able to get that court. So I think there's even ways he can improve his arm strength once he gets, you know, a little bit more consistent with his footwork and gets his toes, you know, set up and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, this to me, what I'm looking at just here is just, like I said, I'm looking at the ability to make, you know, calls at the line of scrimmage to check in and out of plays, get your guys in the right situation. And then how fast are you able to process, you know, post snap? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and then obviously, I mean, he makes it work so well that obviously these guys at the end are just looking at each other like, man, why didn't he come down? Why didn't he get over? You know, he's having the defense wondering. And you're right. Uh, that's one thing, the footwork. And I think Zach Hicks mentioned that too uh, several times that that's one thing that he definitely needs to work on, um, which, I mean, I definitely think is something that you can definitely learn at the next level to get better at. Um, obviously, just well, doing- I mean, we heard. I mean, we heard even going through, um, you know, when they were talking about Shane Steichen there in, uh, you know, with, with Philip Rivers and stuff like that. I think, you know, my boy Rashad McGinnis, I, I know, um, yeah, he's over there. He, he had a story up about, you know, the first time he met Shane Steichen and it was in, you know, Los Angeles there with the Chargers. And, you know, he asked him like, hey, what are you guys doing? Because at this point in time, he was the quarterback coach for Philip Rivers. And he said, oh, we're, we're working on footwork. Philip Rivers is 14 years into his career working on his footwork. And so, I mean, like that's that's something that never goes away for great quarterbacks. They're always looking at little increments that they can improve, whether it's footwork, arm, angles. I mean, anything that gives you even half a percentage of improvement, that's massive for these guys. So, um, and, and really, like when you're talking about footwork too, it's so common. That's the most common issue for young quarterbacks coming out of the class. Yeah. Every young quarterback, uh, even in the NFL, I mean, like you're always working on your footwork. Yes. So. Yeah. And I think that just also says a thing about Shane Steichen. I mean, again, it, a guy that's a veteran and he's telling him, no, nah, we need to still work on your footwork, bro. Like that's, that is the sign of a perfectionist. That is a guy that cares about craft. And that is what Shane Steichen said so many times in his presser. We're going to be dedicated to our craft. We are going to make it to where it is pivotal that we get every little detail right. And that is exactly a great thing to have for your... Uh, yeah, and, and that's why, too, one of his you know things that he looks for in a quarterback is that obsession you know with your craft. And yeah. that's something Philip Rivers had probably better than 99% of quarterbacks that's ever played football. Is Philip Rivers loves football. He was obsessed with football. He lived and breathed football. That's all he wanted to do. Um, and so C.J. Stroud, to me, is cut kind of the same. Like, that's all he cares about is football. You know, there's no outside distractions. There's nothing else but ball. And that's a mentality you have to have to be successful whenever you're getting drafted into a situation where you're going to be the franchise quarterback of a football team. Absolutely agree. All right, we go to the next play here. This one is one of your negative ones, and this is a play here where he's going to get pressured, doesn't have great pocket movement, throws an ill-advised pass on a play that should have been picked off, almost was, but the DB just let it go right through his hands. 
again, right. that's why they play defensive back. And yeah, not I was going to say, yeah, if, he, if he could, if he, if he could catch, he, he'd be a wide receiver. That, yeah. that would have been, that would have been, a, that would have been a touchdown the other way had that been a catch and a wide receiver doing that. But uh, yeah, what do you, what do you see with this that shows that Stroud needs some improvement in this area? Yeah, so really, whenever you're watching this play, you're looking at his pocket presence, and you see him kind of drift to the right. So he moves himself into that pressure, and you know, instead of instead of taking off, maybe trying to wrap around, kind of curve, you know, his his pocket off of some, he kind of moves himself into pressure here. Whenever he, I think personally, he could have just stepped up and had a little bit better uh, time there. You know, you see the wide receiver there in the middle, wide open, running in that in route there in the middle. So if he steps up into this pocket, he's able to anticipate where his receiver there in the middle is going to be. Unfortunately, he doesn't do that. He gets himself in the pressure. And then once he's under pressure, and this was one of the bigger things going into the Georgia game that you saw a lot on his film, was once he is pressured, he kind of has a tendency to make bad decisions, to kind of fall apart a little bit and, you know, make, this was an ill-advised not only was it a bad throw it was a bad decision completely and yes. uh so you know it's it's just those little things like that and this was something like i said that a lot of people were worried about before that georgia game you know and i'm never one to say one game is going to change my opinion on a guy because i still think this is will be something that he can struggle with at the nfl level is whenever he is under pressure because, you know, like I said, we see it multiple games throughout the season, and then you have one game where it's not an issue. So does that one game take away from all the other games? No, not to me it doesn't. Uh, Now, did it showcase his ability to kind of escape pressure and create on the move? Absolutely. So we know he does have that. Now it's just getting that consistently and avoiding plays like this. Yeah, and I do want to emphasize again for everyone. Uh, while the last clip was his junior year and or sophomore year, and so was this one. Uh, this was obviously not from this past season. This is from 2021. So of course, you know throws like this. I think Stroud has definitely gotten a lot better at you know diagnosing these kinds of plays. But uh, this was probably and still remains probably the biggest knock landing on CJ Stroud is. When he's under pressure, how does he handle, you know, that kind of situation? The Georgia game kind of made everyone kind of relax a little bit on their stance on it, but it still remains an issue. That it does. Yeah, that it does. All right. Well, we now go to the Georgia film, as you mentioned. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, at this point, if you haven't rewatched CJ Stroud film from this Georgia game already, I, I don't know what else you're doing with your life. Uh, I mean, this was by far and away, Landon, I think the best game that C.J. Stroud ever had, and not to mention did it against the number two defense in the entire country on the biggest stage of the uh, college football season and really put on a clinic here. Yeah, this was some of the most fun film you'll ever have watching a college guy. And um, yeah, to do it, like you said, to do it on the biggest stage, in the biggest moment, and this was the biggest game of his career, you know, and he went out there and he really carried this team on his back, um, you know, throughout this game. And unfortunately, you know, there's some lapses there on defense that, you know, it was, it was tough for them to kind of overcome, but, you know, they were in this game because of number seven and his ability, you know, to quarterback this football team. So this was extremely impressive. And 
one, I love the design of this play to begin with. So not even just the quarterback. I, I love what they did with him here. You know, especially as a as a team that is as stout as Georgia is up front, you know, getting your quarterback out and resetting that pocket, you know, you kind of see how they reset the pocket here. And this was something Shane Steichen did a lot in uh, in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. You know, they had a great offensive line, but he got his quarterbacks out on the move, got him away from that initial pressure, got him comfortable. And to me, this is a phenomenal throw, and it showcases, you know, I know, yeah, the guy's wide open. Yeah, dude, that's an impressive throw to throw to the other side of the field there from the middle of the hashes there. And, you know, to throw on that far left hash there, I mean, what was that? He throws from, where, where is he at? The 23? The 19. 24? The 19. Oh, yeah, the 19. It's yeah, so, yeah, so, so he's at the 19. He's catching that ball there at, you know, the, 48 the opposite 48. The other side of the field. Yeah, the opposite 48. So, and, and it's even further than that air yards because it's going to the opposite side of the field as well on the outside. Yeah. So, yeah, this showcases his ability. I mean, this guy can touch every blade of grass on a field. And, you know, there's nowhere that's safe for him. So I love the, the play design. I love him getting, you know, his Ryan Day getting his quarterback out, you know, having them, you, you know, reset that pocket. And, you know, I love this too. Like I said, CJ resets his pocket, you know, gets his footwork in. I mean, he just lets that thing rip, man. And, you know, you can even see it too. There's not really a lot of trajectory on that ball. Um, you know, it's not one of those balls that, you know, has, you know, disappears from the screen and comes back down. So yeah. you can tell he's putting a lot of, you know, arm strength into this throw. And this is just a bullet. And it's super impressive. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw this. I think, if I'm not mistaken, this might have been potentially the first play of the entire game for Ohio state when it came to their offense. Uh, and I mean, when I saw this throw, I was like, okay, he's dialed in. I mean, it, this is, this is nothing. I mean, it, it, this is like just play playing in the backyard here. Marvin Harrison jr. Just getting open. And then of course, CJ Stroud, just putting it in that spot. And, you know, I I've heard that a lot. Um, what you just said earlier from, I watched this game film over and over and over again from a bunch of different people. And you said the same thing that everyone else was saying, resetting the pocket. You know, you don't want to kind of be in this pocket where Georgia dictates where you go. You kind of want to move it to allow your quarterback to kind of reset, like you said, and put these guys in a disadvantage where Georgia can't just zone in on one spot. They got to move with it and get better at it. And, you know, well, especially too, you got a guy, you, you know, up there, number eighty-eight. Yeah, pretty good player. So as you saw, at, you know, at some point on this rep, there was three guys that had hands on him, and that's really what you're trying to avoid is having that guy wreck your game. So you find out where he's, you know, lined up there, getting away from him, curving that pocket out, or you know, out and having. You know, having your quarterback make a throw, I mean, that's a tough ask for quarterbacks to make that type of a throw. I know Marvin Harrison was wide open. I get it. Yeah, he's throwing to these guys and their first-round picks, and they're always open. That's a tough throw, man, and that's an NFL-caliber throw. Like, that's that's a high first-round pick-level throw. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Absolutely agree. All right, another Georgia clip here. Midway through the second, I think these next two plays that we're going to go were back-to-back plays. They and were. By far and away, the I think these were the two plays, Landon, that pretty much anyone that was doubting C.J. Stroud's ability to escape pressure and ability to create with his legs, just that debate was kind of just thrown to the side at that moment on these two plays here. So what you're going to see is, I think this is Jalen Carter that breaks through just completely (laughs) owns the right guard. I mean, this is, this is a move right here that if you're, if you're an NFL scout and you get the opportunity in the top five to get Jalen Carter, this is the rep that you wanted to see just absolutely rips through and swims over. But CJ Stroud and Stroud doesn't do much with this. I mean, he really just sidesteps, just doesn't panic. And resets, and then that throw to Egbuka on the outside. Oh my gosh! Yeah, fantastic rep. You know, from your corner. I mean, yeah, fantastic rep from the defensive lineman too. Like I said, that guy's a pretty good player. So you always <laughs> want to be aware of where he is on the field. And for whatever reason, you know, they kind of, um, you know, I, I think the running back should have kind of stayed in a little bit <laughs> and, uh, and and help. But you know. Sometimes you know he, he thought. It, what was he, that running back doing there? He, he, he looked. He looked straight at him, and he's like, "Let me just leak out here." But you're leaving your quarterback to fend for him. Yeah, you're leaving your quarterback high and dry there. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this to me shows some of that ability. And you know, to me, I've always kind of said mobility isn't always necessarily your ability to run. Mobility in the pocket to me is much more, I guess, important at the NFL level than your mobility as far as getting out and being a runner. So this shows great mobility. He's able, you know, look at how violent this step is. Two hands on the ball. He's able to rip through, you know, a violent plant with his leg and just boom, just explode out of that, resets his base. And he's looking away too. He's looking left. He sees him and then immediately just dunked. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, the, the violent nature of his ability to plant, to rip through, has two hands on the ball for protection. And, you know, he's, he's able to reset. And then this is a phenomenal throw as well. You know, he, he puts it right on the money, great arm strength to rip that through. Um, and, and I love seeing young quarterbacks reset because we see so many times these guys get out and they try to make a you know play on the run and they try to make that throw while they're running as opposed yeah. to, you know, finding that open area, resetting, getting your base underneath you and then making a play from the pocket. And, you know, the, to me, he does that here, and, and that's really something that a lot of young quarterbacks have to work on. He already does that at, at a pretty good level here. So, yeah, I mean, he takes three steps. I mean, he just moves. I mean, you see it. He just takes one step, two step, three step, and then set back, and then he sees it, and it's just a beeline right to where. Yeah, he- yeah. yeah. and what I love too here, it's, uh, you know, credit his wide receiver as well for coming back to that ball, and you know, for you know, curving that route out. Yeah. And coming back to that ball. So, I mean, you know, phenomenal from the wide receiver, phenomenal from CJ Stroud, not good from your running back and your right guard. But, <laughs> um, so, look, I mean, you're going to deal with that in the NFL. You're going to deal with pressure and your ability to create and be mobile in the pocket. That's why everybody always, you know, 
they've kind of laughed when I've said Tom Brady's a mobile quarterback. It's because he's mobile inside the pocket. And you see stuff like that out of Tom Brady his whole career where he's not necessarily getting out of the pocket and running and making these great mobile plays with his legs, but he's still able to create in the pocket and be mobile in that pocket. And, you know, to have a young quarterback showcase that ability and, you know, the ability to reset and rip that throw, it it was pretty special stuff in this game. Absolutely. And then the big play, the one that everyone looked at, at any person that watches college football or NFL football has probably seen by now the play that, the entire like just NFL and just football world just said, okay, CJ Stroud is the real deal with this play. So, I mean, of course, Ohio state, they scored on the last drive. They're already in the lead here. And then this one's to take a two score lead. And then of course, I mean, I don't even really need to say much about this. I mean, again, just makes one guy miss fighting through that pressure makes two guys miss and on the run, just puts it in a spot where only Marvin Harrison Jr. can get it. I mean, this is almost about as good of a rep here, Landon, as you could possibly get. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, uh, I know everybody's seen this play, but I really wanted to showcase it, you know, just because of how special it is. And if you haven't seen it, you know, you're you're welcome. But, um, I mean, it's, yeah, you know, pressure you know pretty much right up the middle and that's the worst place you want to live as a quarterback is having pressure up the middle so the ability here to create outside of the pocket make guys miss and make a throw on the run that's something that he struggled with throughout his career and you know a lot of people have wondered as we saw in that Michigan game from you know the clip earlier that's something that we were all wondering you know you know can he do this because this is like I said this is the world you live in in the NFL. That's going to happen, you know, you know, more often than not, honestly, yep. uh, where you're, you're going to face pressure up the middle and it's going to be up to you to create. And, you know, his ability here to escape those, you know, and like I said, what I love here is, you know, when you watch these plays, if you go through a little bit, you'll see the ball security where, um, you know, he holds it here, but, you know, you see that defender coming, he gets – you know, he gets his hands on the ball. I would love to see two hands on the ball personally, yeah. like if he, if he could do that, but um, you know, he, he kind of secures that ball, you know, into, into his arm here. And yeah, I mean, this, this last is just right before he gets rid of it. I mean, you yeah, know, there, just there's a, a lot play. of quarterbacks that would just keep that thing hanging out here for the majority. Yeah. yeah. You see, yeah, I was gonna say you see that a lot. Where a lot of these, a lot of young quarterbacks, they kind of keep the ball down, they hold it down while they're out running, and so to have the wherewithal, which, like I said, I would love to see him keep two hands on it and kind of yeah. tuck it in and make that play, and that way, you know, you're keeping the ball up. But you know, at least he has the wherewithal to at least kind of tuck that ball with his one hand and kind of make the play. But yeah, I mean, there's not really too much you can say out of this play because there's not really much structure in it. It, It's all has to do with his creation out of structure and his ability to throw on the run and to to deliver an accurate ball. And this was, you know, one of the best plays he's made in his entire career, if not the best play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, just having a a defensive tackle just come right through the middle and just right in your face. Yeah. I was going to say, you got two guys really getting beat there. So, 
your your right guard. It, it doesn't look like it right now, but he's where he's way on. Ugh, he is well on his way to losing that rep. So, you know, your center just gets obliterated. Uh, you know, you got one guy on the ground, one guy's getting beat. Your your right guard's getting ready to get beat. I mean, it's yeah, it's a mess, man. It took yeah, a matter of from this ball getting hiked. I mean, it was a matter of two seconds, and I mean, he's already. I mean, before yeah, he even had time. I mean, he looks through one progression, and by the time he gets to the middle of the field, looking for that second progression, that uh, that defender's already in his face, and. You know, I mean, he doesn't have the athletic ability like a Anthony Richardson to kind of move out of the pocket like that, or even a Bryce Young. But again, I think that that little movement just goes to show you, like, he's got enough that, you know, allows you to get out and avoid that pressure if it's coming up the middle or even off the edge. And again, like you said, the the creativity throws. I mean, that's what a lot of people were saying was that Stroud only makes his plays in the pocket because he has all this pocket. He's got all this time in the world to be able to throw these balls. I mean, it's no wonder he does so well. And then sure enough, half the game when he's getting pressured like that, and then he just makes throws like this to his wide receivers. I mean, it just goes to show you that he can do it all. Yeah. And really it's not about, you know, you're just looking for the ability. So, you know, now that you've seen that he does have the ability to do that, against high-level competition, and especially that defensive line, now you look at how can I get that out of him consistently? How can we avoid things like that Michigan rep and we get more reps like the Georgia game? And, you know, that that was my biggest worry going in is, hey, whenever he's asked to create under pressure, normally he falls apart. But in this game, he shined. And so now that you're able to see, like, hey, this guy can do it, now, how do we get it there consistently? Yep, absolutely. All right, well, that's going to do it for this one, guys. This is episode two, looking at quarterback C.J. Stroud of the Ohio State University. And we have more coming on the way. We have three more quarterbacks to look into after this. Again, if you guys have not seen the first episode, be sure to go check that out if you haven't already. And be sure to keep a lookout for the other ones. Thank you again to Landon for helping me out with this so far. Uh, And let us know your thoughts, guys, in the comments. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.